You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the 8-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. Look, no one should read your personal messages. Listen to your voice notes. Know what you have backed up, or see the pictures you share and receive. But if you're using SMS, you may be exposed to all of this. That's why WhatsApp uses end-to-end -end encryption. So it protects whatever you send before, during, and after you send it. Which means no one, not even WhatsApp, can read your messages. Always message privately. WhatsApp. Hey everyone, welcome to the Border Planet Podcast. Myself and the whole studio tonight. <laughs> Dave, Jamie, Uncle Bob, Chris, and Aaron. And uh, we also have Aaron Schneider on the phone tonight from Kufaru. How, it is, how is it going, Aaron, man? What's going on? It's good. I'm a little intimidated. There's a lot of you guys. We have, I, I have an entourage here. And I'm intimidated. There's a whole crew. <laughs> don't worry. Don't don't. We're we're very very harmless. Um, although although we do ask a lot of tough questions. So you know. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> so so tell us tell us about Kafari. What is going on with it, with uh, Kafari? So um. Uh, kind of go like back in time, Mountain Smith, which is a, a backpacking pack company, was started by the founder of Kafaru by Patrick Smith. Um, he sold that, I don't know, 20 years ago or maybe a little over that. He sold Mountain Smith and then he started Kafaru. And then I stepped in maybe eight years ago, um, helping them out. And then now I'm the, the general manager of Kafaru. We, we are a hundred percent made in America um, with not like most companies where it says made in America with it's all Asian stuff, like our thread needles, labor buttons, buckles, everything is made in America nice. and we're made right here in, uh, right on the wheat Ridge, uh, golden Colorado border, awesome. uh, 20 minutes from the house. America. America. Heck yeah, baby. That's cool. So tell us about some of the different products you guys have. Uh, man, it's confusing. We offer so so we have everything from uh, little like pull out pockets um, all the way up to twenty uh, four man teepees that are uh, man packable, uh, man packable stoves. Um, uh, I think we offer twenty eight different types of backpacks, wow. sleeping bags, jackets, um, survival blankets, a lot of stuff. So how, how did you guys start? Well, so um, for me, I just walked in there to try to review their backpack and then ended up with like a bad <laughs> thing. But uh, Patrick Smith, he, uh, his, I, I don't know if you know any inventors. Um, he is just an inventor. He's not the greatest businessman in the world, um, nor would he ever claim to be. He just invents stuff. So he comes... He was way before his time. He invented uh, the sleeping bags that you can poke your arms and legs out of uh, 20-some cool. years ago before the market, 30 years ago before it had even seen them. So he was just an inventor and just started sewing crap in his garage. And uh, he owned at one time, I think, 30-some different patents, lumbar pack. 
he he actually patented the original lumbar pack with the frame to it. I mean, anyway, he's got a ton of different patents. That kind of transferred through into the tactical community, which we deal a lot with now, a lot of tier one groups. And for me, I, I don't have a college degree or whatever. I just uh, spend way too much time in the wilderness, like oh, a couple hundred days a year or nights, evenings a year. And so my side of it, he liked me just because I was a design by use guy. Like I would figure out a problem yeah, cool. from time in the field and go yep. from there. Yeah. No, yeah, I think you can tell that we're we're scrolling through some of your products right now and it is. It looks it's it's it look looks great. extremely functional first and foremost, which I think is is the one thing like everybody goes for like that modern look, like all all the cool looking stuff and your stuff is good looking, don't get me wrong by any means, but it is very functional. I love you it. guys have like zippers, pockets, like everything you could possibly think of in a pack. So I'm down for the urban cool. ruck. This thing looks sick right yeah. here, man. Yeah. I mean, that was a, uh, that urban ruck was a bender. The, the mad scientist uh, upstairs, he, he, that was his baby. Um, I just kind of approve stuff like that. Like you probably don't want me designing you an urban pack unless you want to pull a lot of guns out of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I do want, I do want you designing an urban pack for me then. Okay. Well, he, he actually came out with that chamber slider for concealed carry off something we built for a, a different, uh, well, we can't even talk about it, but anyway, someone else that needed to pull out a gun fast. So he kind of modified that for that urban ruck. So there's a chamber slider in there and, wow. um, yeah, it's 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 good because it's kind of polar opposites. In fact, um, I mean, he is like, I mean, he has field experience. Some, you know, he does go backpacking, but Bender's the guy that's going to build like a toaster oven that walks, like does stuff that I <laughs> don't think about, don't right? And I'm the guy do. that you know, that's awesome. Everything uh, looks like a nail to me. I'm a hammer, so it's pretty simple to me. I'm like, hey, I need this to go from A to B. I don't want it to break, and I need it to hold these three items. That's all I care about. And he'll be like, in in, in his brain works differently. So it's a good combo with he and I in there now. That's awesome. Tell tell us a little bit more because what I'm what I'm interested in is you said you have yeah was it a twenty four man TP is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Tell it's us a, more about those yeah. shelters. I mean, that's absolutely that's huge. First of all, but I mean, just the design on that. Tell us more about that. It's uh, it's actually Patrick pioneered that years ago. There's a lot of companies that copy us now. There's a lot of TPs on the market, but Patrick just he wanted to. I mean, the Native Americans got it right as far as those things not blowing down. So he, I don't know, man, 30 years ago started building these different floorless shelters and these literally stoves that weigh three or four pounds, wood stoves that you could pack in. And so, you know, there's there's little, um, you know, like one man or, or two man. We some of, we call one a pair of coffin because it's super small. It's a pair of tarp. But small shelters that take small stoves that the stoves weigh a pound and a half they're wood stoves and then up to a 24 man teepee that it it's 24 is not it will not hold 24 men with gear like it is no right right right, right. <laughs> no no well, no you no, could no. Yeah. You could fit 24 people in there i've seen it most of them drunk but um <laughs> You know, you like a like an eight man is like four men, exactly. a stove, all your gear, and like a week's worth of firewood inside. Yep. Um, 
but yeah, they, they pitch up just like a, just like a teepee. They're made out of uh, basically a mil spec sill nylon. It's um, a high tenacity, which it's just a, a very durable sill nylon for the military. And uh, I'm trying to think right now, we have a few different tarps, uh, one called the sawtooth, which is our number one seller. That's like a two man, um, all the way, you know, we got a, uh, like a four man tut and, uh, eight man, 12 man, 16 and 24 man. Wow. We only sell maybe four or five, 24 man TPs a year. It, it's expensive. They're 20, they're almost $3,000 for the 24 man. How, so how long does it take to set something like that up? Uh, 10 minutes if uh are you serious 10 yeah i can set up an eight man in five minutes but the 24 man it's a big i mean it's big i i mean i've been in 100 miles i had one blow down in 100 mile an hour winds because it's just such a huge sale and you're sitting in that thinking good lord please let's not die tonight because it's (laughs) such a huge sale and it didn't blow down totally but stakes were blown out of the ground you know we had huge stakes and there, there, it's not as bad as you think. It's just a bunch of, uh, you know, basically big steaks, ground groundhog steaks. Yep. You just pound those in, and that's it. Stick the pole up in the middle, and you're good to go. So my my kind of camping is uh, towing it behind a truck. <laughs> I know it's coming. Um, be called you know, glamping. plugging it. Yeah, glamping. glamping. <laughs> Glam- yeah, glamping. That's that's what my wife and her mom called it. No, that's glamping. exactly it. But this is this is pretty awesome stuff, man. And you guys. What that music means I sure do, Tim I think it means it's sponsor time It is sponsor time And we want to give a special thanks to those that support the Bowhunter Planet podcast Special thanks to Skullhooker and Stealth Camp I also want to give a shout out to the new podcast, the Fred Bear Field Notes uh, This is a great podcast, guys, that if you haven't listened to it yet This is your chance to learn about Fred Bear, his amazing adventures, and how a man who picked up his first bow at 29 built a legacy from that point on. It's actually pretty incredible. It is actually really incredible. They just ended season one, and you can binge on all eight episodes. You can go to iTunes, wherever you find your podcast, or go to beararchery.com slash field notes. Not only your shelter is the pack, but you guys have um, box, you're calling them box stoves as well. That's that's something you guys actually sell is the stoves that go in the structure. Yeah. Yeah, man, the, the stove pipes, um, you know, so you, you actually, if you take the circumference of the pipe um, and then let's say it's 10 feet tall, when you roll it up, you're actually rolling up the circumference. So it ends up being, let's say, you know, whatever it is, 14 inches wide. That's rolled up so it looks like a a monster energy drink inside that's how small it packs it it down to awesome so what's the coldest weather that like you can you can be in with this stuff i gotta imagine i mean like you you got the you got the tp you're the 24 man you got a stove in there you probably get to some really rough terrain with that yeah um well, let's be honest. I've only slept in a 24-man teepee one time. Well, let's talk about something I sleep in all the time. Yeah, no, no, for sure. <laughs> um, we had a large box stove and a sawtooth, and it was 20 degrees outside, and we got it up to like 117 degrees. No. In Sweat lodge territory. <laughs> yeah, it was. everybody was laying as flat as they could because we were doing a test. But um, I've been in, you know, negative 20, negative 30-degree weather, and, I mean, by no means is uh, is, is it um, 
total heat wave inside, but it's 60 degrees, it's 55 degrees. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you can dry all your gear out. That's awesome, man. That's absolutely awesome. So, um, well, Let's talk some hunting. <laughs> let's talk yeah. some hunting. Lay it man. on me. So, Aaron, tell us about some, uh, some of your latest hunts or stuff you got coming up this year. Oh man, I hunt a lot. Um, I, the last, I'm, well, we can get to the hunts I already got through with. Um, I'm going on an owl dad pig hunt tomorrow. Actually, I drive to Texas and then I've got turkey, uh, black, two black bear hunts, a brown bear hunt, (laughs) um, uh, antelope, mule deer, sheep, mountain goat, mule deer, uh, four whitetail hunts. I'm missing a few in the middle there, but yeah, I've got a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of hunting. Sounds like fun. That sounds awesome. <laughs> now, are you mainly bow hunt, uh, a traditional, how, how do you, how do you do the hunting part of it? Yeah, I do. Uh, with a recurve, I have a, a black widow oh, that I use that's and, awesome. uh, that's a recent, you guys probably don't follow along that much, but I like cold Turkey sold all my compounds, uh, in 2016 to prove a point to wow. basically that's cool. crack, crap talking uh traditionalists they were because i've shot some animals a long ways away and they're like oh you're a horrible hunter you should learn how to hunt and grab a recurve and i'm like all right i'll show you and <laughs> nice it's it stuck so that uh, I've, I've hunted a ton the last couple of years what's, with a recurve what's your longest shot with a recurve oh 40 well i shot a doe at 43 Sorry, and i Bob. shot it you lose yeah <laughs> I, I shot a uh, shot a big buck in uh, alberta my point on where I go to full draw and I use my point and aim right at the animal is is forty, and I shot a a big, I don't know what that thing scored one eighty I think up in Alberta wow. was right at forty yards. Nice. Now before you switched, what what kind of bow were you using before that? Man, I used a Hoyt forever and then a Prime. Um, I uh, I, sh- I shot a Hoyt probably more than anything. A little you know here and there I shot a big big giant bear with an elite. Um, yeah, I've you know a little bit here and there, but mostly Hoyt and Prime. And right. uh, do you have any uh, ambitions to go back to the compound or no? No, man, it's weird. I don't know how to explain it. Now keep it in. Uh, you know, I. You know, you guys know Greg Poole, Big Greg. Yeah, talks yeah. About yeah. So Greg and I have been friends before Greg was even cool, like two thousand two, <laughs> three time frame. Like he was a train conductor. Um, <laughs> And, uh, I, you know, I used to shoot tournaments quite a bit locally and nationally and uh, some nationally. And I mean, fully, you know, five, six bows set up at one time, indoor bow, field bow, 3D bow. I sold everything, cold turkey, bow presses. I had enough spot hog sites to supply the Pakistani military, sold everything. And I literally have been addicted to that. Now I will say that I did. I did go back to the compound a little bit to see what it was like, and I just didn't get the adrenaline rush. And you know, if I wasn't successful, maybe it was a little different. But man, I'm piling up animals with that recurve, so it's fun right now. Yeah, maybe if I have awesome, a bad man. year, I'll sell that thing, snap <laughs> it over my knee. But right now, it's going good. <laughs> so let's talk fun. about that boa. Is Black Widow a brand? Yeah, they're probably. Oh, the Hoyter Matthews, the traditional archery, you know, they, they're probably the biggest company. Um, they're out of Missouri and, um, they, uh, they, they, I just, I've had great luck with the bow. And what kind of uh, broadhead will you use with, with that bow? Man, my quiver looks like the clamp. It's, I uh, do a lot of testing, right? So 
that's kind of what I've been known for forever anyway, it's kind of testing and speaking the truth. So uh, Iron Will, I'll have those in there, Cutthroat, Valkyrie, and, and a plethora of others just testing them out. I think I'm bringing eight different broadheads on this next time because we, you know, the whole front of center debate and the light fast. Anyway, uh, I bumped up my front of center to see if there was this catastrophic change in my penetration. So I bumped it up to, to test. So I did that and grabbed some new broadheads to try those out. How much weight are you shooting with the traditional? F- 59 pounds. And what weight broadhead? Uh, I have 100 grain components and a 200 grain broadhead. Okay. My total arrow weight 630 grains at a blistering 177 feet per second. <laughs> but, but that kinetic energy is going to go through anything you hit. A lot of weight. Yeah, I've shot, I think, oh, I guess I haven't really counted, 40 or 50 animals, I guess, in the last couple of years. And it is pretty amazing watching that arrow that slow go through <laughs> just blowing through animals coming from a compound i shot a lot of like nap kill zone i never shot rage as much but kill zones and i, I mean the norm for yeah. mechanicals and you know they suck a lot of momentum but i hunted with 80 90 pounds of the compound and a heavy arrow so i've always been a heavy arrow guy but um you truly you know they say that mystical flight of the arrow well, it's true because you could catch that thing in midair. I mean, you're walking it the whole way. <laughs> now, is that a carbon arrow you're shooting there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a day six. It's actually a comp. I'm part part owner in it. It's a day six gear, and it's kind of a niche. We um, nobody, not too many people make a heavy pure carbon like super high tolerance arrow, and that's that's what it is. They're pretty high grains per inch. For 20 years, StealthCam has been at the forefront of trail camera development and innovation. From the industry's first 4K ultra-high-definition DS4K and the XV4's advanced high-resolution night imaging to the latest in wireless technologies, StealthCam continues to deliver the highest quality, most reliable trail cameras available. Your images begin at StealthCam.com. Coffee break time. If you're looking for premium coffee for those who grind every day, if life is an adventure and not just a routine, grind life is for you. You could be an adventurer, military person, first responder, outdoorsman, factory worker, or just red-blooded patriotic American. Grind life is here to help you achieve success in everything you do. Visit GrindLifeCoffee.com and tell them BHP Podcast sent you. And enjoy a fresh brew just like us. Yo, Kevin, give me a warm-up. So tell us a little bit about uh, what do you, I guess when you're doing these hunts, what do you bring in the field? So if you're doing like a whitetail hunt, are you taking usually thick, thin gear? What kind of stuff are you working with here? I guess what times of year are you going? During the rut or is it? Yeah, I'm pretty lazy with whitetails. I, uh, I get invited. <laughs> I get stuck in a really good tree and i shoot lots of deer um i've you know as many whitetails as i've killed which is a pile of them i really would hate to ever give advice because i get they're like hey come whitetail hunt and go sit in one of these tree stands and i can read the wind and i'm like okay this is a good one to sit in and then i shoot them when they walk by so i'm not uh 
at a level of a lot of guys, but I always go in the rut for the most part. Sometimes I'll go in October, like down in Alabama where they're eating like the white oaks. Um, it, it just depends on what hunts are going on. But this year, Oklahoma and Kansas, like full on Donkey Kong. Yeah. I mean, the big boys, baby, rough. the big boys. Let's talk about Uh-oh. what states have you, uh, I guess, gotten deer from in the Midwest, I guess. Let's start there. Um, Iowa. Well, I'll just talk everywhere. I've shot a whitetail from kind of the Nebraska border, Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Missouri, Oklahoma, Michigan, Missouri, or Miss, uh, good Lord, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I think that's it. Oh, Alabama and, oh, and Georgia. No Ohio, no Ohio yet. No, and my football coach that kept me out of jail is from Ohio, and I've never went down. And <laughs> Where in Michigan did you go? Uh, northern, uh, kind of in the Upper Peninsula. My, uh, I was in the Army, and my um, my old XO was from up there. And I, I will say, I got yelled at by the Michiganese um, by saying I wouldn't want to hunt Michigan again. Well, well, <laughs> well I don't like, I were Michiganese. Yeah, we're from Michigan. So I don't I, know. I, I don't know if I would tell you that. <laughs> Good call. I, uh, it was not as much fun hunting as it was in other areas. That's for, I mean, <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad. Thanks for speaking the truth. It's yeah, it is so what it bad, is. Man. It is bad. It really yeah. is. Unfortunately, I wish I know. I we mean, love Michigan. That's the thing is like, we love it's a great it. State, we see a ton of deer, but, they're just it's depressing. Not, it they're really not. Is. The, they're not Nebraska, Upper Iowa, Pen- Kansas, Wisconsin. Missouri. Like they're not. They're not those deer. <laughs> I, I just. I just actually did a speaking engagement in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, okay. oh yeah, boo. Yeah, the Great Northern uh, thing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we actually hunt out that way. <laughs> no, we <laughs> that, do that region, and there's some okay deer there, but nothing like what you're shooting there. <laughs> it's a little bit well, smaller. It's funny being like, and you guys don't um probably know me as well but i'm 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 kind of known as like this hardcore backpack hunter you know extreme guy and people are like i can't believe you can sit in a tree stand for you know whatever. I'm like, <laughs> by the time my ass is in that tree stand i'm ready to eat ho-ho's and eat cookies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, tell what, us tell us about what's your favorite kind of hunting to do obviously you've done a lot of hunting so what what, do you, what animal do you like to hunt the most uh mountain goat and mule deer um, it used to be elk, but, um, I, I really like high country. You know, we backpack in five, six, eight, ten, twelve 12 miles, whatever we'll stay. Well, she, I about retired on the side of the mountain this year. One of the mule deer I killed. How long were we there the first time? 13 days. Yeah. 12, 13 days wow. and ran out of, ran out of food. We were eating my buddy's deer. Finally just pulled the pin, came out for a day and then, uh, went back in hiked that god awful hike and and finally got it done that's awesome nice that's cool hey tell us about the, the podcast you guys have sounds like it's doing really good uh kafaru cast yeah it um it's explicit so we don't let your children listen what um, the f- <laughs> are you talking about <laughs> the uh it's we we you know in the position that frank and i are in frank's my partner in crime we, we don't have to take sponsors and so it's very unique because um I'll wear six different clothing at one time. I'll have one rangefinder, one optic, one whatever. We use everything and then can speak about it. It, yeah. it pisses companies off. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we talk about it a lot. Of, I actually get uh, dinged a bit about talking about traditional archery too much, so I got to get off that subject. But we 
We'll talk about from low testosterone in men to podiatry to <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. We, anything that has to do with a, a fit, somebody trying to be, um, you know, fit or hunting or, you know, boots, anything, we, we talk about all of it. That's funny. That's cool. How many episodes do you guys have right now? Well, that's a good question. 140-something? <laughs> I think – oh, wait. We just figured it out. We Because uh, we were somebody was asking us about our – uh, numbers we got 148 i think episodes and trying to you know figure out total downloads and everything so that's great yeah i see you guys got five star rating on one point a thousand six hundred sixteen hundred people that's amazing man great job i pissed off some pecker would i tell you what he was talking about <laughs> so keep him keep in mind you know i'm friends with um guys like like dudley or rogan or or yeah. like and um i somebody was pissed and left us like it was the anonymous bow hunter. He went on rock slide. With, like, I have no clue I, what you're talking about. People, right? I tell you, I started the, the rock slide website with a couple other guys and he got on there to bash me. And then guys were like, and this is funny because this bashing is brought to you by Aaron Snyder. He started this website, dummy. And then he got on, uh, he basically was just saying I was there and he got on iTunes and you know I I don't mind constructive criticism. I basically, <laughs> you're so nice about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys don't know me that well. Yeah, I'm really blunt and I'm extremely confident. I'll call your house if you if you I'll find your phone number if you <laughs> if, if you He's say something you, bad about me that's not true. I'll find you. Oh, I <laughs> love it. I never I never really did like traditionalist bones. bones. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey, hey. Let me put his phone in front of the camera. Hey. I can say that because he's on video and not here. <laughs> I will not so long. Aaron, you I will what, text you his number. <laughs> Aaron's getting on the private jet with Rogan. He's coming oh, over. Oh man. I had to. I'm sorry. No, no, just point talking about the traditional archery community, man. The old crusties in that crowd. <laughs> oh man. Uncle Bob. <laughs> Well, I, you know what it is? I called it the struggle stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have called it a lot worse, so that's good. Well, so it's not like I came up with that on my own, right? I was in North Idaho, and I told a guy I'm picking up a recurve, and he's been doing it for 50 years. He goes, yeah, man, you pick up the struggle stick. You're going to have to put some effort into it. Well, I thought it was funny, so we made a t-shirt of a guy shooting at an elk, and there's oh four gosh. arrows at his feet and one going over his back. That's hilarious. <laughs> now, That's awesome. Keep, keep in mind, out of all the hunts I've went on, two, I haven't been successful out of all of them. So it's not like it's that much of a struggle, right? Like, I put in the effort. But my, I get hate mail from these guys about I'm the worst thing for traditional archery, and it's like, guys... I, I'm bringing thousands of people into get, <laughs> grabbing a recurve. Like, it's just a word, for That's God's sake. That's so sick. funny. And, That's and I crazy. only started shooting a recurve because I did a podcast on ethical shooting distance. I mean, God forbid the voice of reason step in and mathematics come into play. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I shouldn't I, tell you real hunting is actually spear hunting. <laughs> yeah, well, what I did is I, I shot two chronographs at different distances and arrow weights, and I computed co- momentum and kinetic energy. And I basically just said, 
a guy shooting, you know, let's say 68 yards with a compound is equivalent to a guy shooting a recurve at 27 or whatever. And then you figure in the distances and the groups. And I had a rat. I mean, this that's, is before first of all, I, that's way too smart for me. Well, <laughs> I, I, you lost my, me. Man. I'm just I couldn't even, <laughs> I couldn't even spell like recurve or long. <laughs> I never even picking one up. And I had all this hate mail from traditional archers saying, you suck as a hunter. <laughs> Pick up a recurve and see how you do. And I, I, I'm a very goal-oriented guy. So I'm like, <laughs> all right. That's hilarious. So I, I sold everything and picked up the recurve and, and uh, to prove a point initially. And then I, I kind of, I mean, not to get all Donnie Vincent on it and kumbaya, but it fell <laughs> into the the love of it and, and, and what it, you know, kind of has, how it's changed me. And so now I'm, I'm stuck with it. So <laughs> I love hilarious. it. Man. I absolutely love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can just see uncle Bob sending a text right now. Like you suck. You I suck. swear to God, like my phone Tim, number is going to pop Tim's up in your phone. Is... One day. I'm going right. to start to get text messages and I'm going to be get... like, I, I don't know. It's like a Momo challenge. Let's get to the, let's get to the, let's get to the hard questions for Aaron. <laughs> oh, hold on. let's get to the hard questions. Hold on. Hold on. He's waiting. Let's go. Come on, Tim. I'm not even I'm looking ready. forward to the answers now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead. Start with your question. Okay, so, uh, Aaron, we're going to go through the quick. Um, we have these uh, quick questions we do at the end of each podcast. So I'll throw out mine first because mine are easy. What's your, uh, what, what, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, what's in your, pl- your playlist right now? Oh, Lord, I'm eclectic. I have everything from Eminem to uh, Waylon Jennings. Nice. I listen to. That's what I'm talking about. Listen to everything. What's uh, what would be a show that we catch you watching on Netflix or on TV right now, honey? Uh, well, I've seen True Grit so many times that I can repeat it from beginning to end, as well as Unforgiven. Um, we watch. Uh, what do we watch? I don't watch shit, really. I mean, I don't. I'm bored. <laughs> she watches. What's that? We tried watching Dexter, but I just couldn't get into it. Dexter, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready yet over there? Jeez, what's taking you so long? Ruining the whole podcast. Yeah, Tim, you're the easiest one. I am. I just want to hear this awkward silence. That's Here's one for our right, satisfaction: Jeep or truck? Oh uh, God, see, these are horrible ones because I've owned like four Jeeps and I've probably had four Tacomas. So, <laughs> what do you drive well, now? That's the only question you need to answer. I'm out. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> so I'm I'm the Jeep guy, and you saw the whole room in here. <laughs> Everybody else in here is the truck guy. Yeah, so well, they can all kiss this my... I've I've had uh, I've had multiple Jeeps, ox lockers, front and rear, thirty fives. Yeah. Yeah, you know, four eighty eight. Yeah, you know what it doesn't do? Doesn't go down the highway very well. Um, no, well, in wind, it, in wind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what else happens? Kill an elk, a mule deer, and a black bear on a backpack hunt, and fit that shit in a jeep. There's some stuff going on. <laughs> Um, all right, I got one you usually do. Coke or Pepsi? I don't drink soda of water. Uh, Labatt Light or Bud Light? I don't drink alcohol either, Dance. I know, right? It's getting me stoned me. What did you, what did you get? What, when you walked away, what Gatorade. did you go to get? No, I know what What's he got. I got oh, I you got, got a Gatorade. No, no, okay. no, no. I know all what right, he got. All right. All right. Um, rate, all right here we go. rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm a solid five. (laughs) (laughs) Name five uses for a stapler that doesn't have anything to do with stapling. 
Oh, I'll beat the shit out of somebody with it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we've heard that one. I like that. Paperweight. Uh, nice. Let's see. I, that's the only two I can think of. Projectile, blunt object, and paperweight. Nice. Are you more of a hunter or a gatherer? I'm definitely more of a hunter I make fun of gatherers and get in trouble <laughs> Spell diverticulitis Oh Jesus Christ Hey you know what My buddy got diverticulitis I didn't even know what that was But I tell you what I still I don't sure You remember it when you get it Oh he got it yeah, I got yeah, it Brock, When I was painting with Brock you I got, that. got that You remember What When I was painting with you that summer I got diverticulitis No you Okay first of all you didn't That was just because you wanted a day off Oh yeah You, you right. would make up any excuse on the book How'd you know that bought, I got diverticulitis I'll be in tomorrow Oh man <laughs> Alright next question What do wood and alcohol have in common What's that What do wood Wood, W-O-D, and alcohol have in common. <laughs> this isn't this isn't real. I have no answers. I have no answers. I have, I don't either. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick a, uh, a a superpower, what would it be? A superpower, God, Jesus, on his throne. Um, <laughs> I'd probably fly. I guess maybe I could okay. sing. I can't sing for shit. I sound like a cow getting hit with hail. <laughs> Singing a superpower sound like Cheryl Crow. What are your what about thoughts? Kid Rock? Is Kid Rock a superhero? Yeah, Michigan guys are. Yeah, there we go. What do you? Uh, what are your thoughts on um, on garden gnomes? Guard. Well, I watched that Nomeo and Juliet. Nice. I think they're pretty cool. I love Sherlock it. Holmes. If I gave you two thousand dollars, how would you double it in twenty four hours? Oh, I, I uh, probably arm wrestling competition. <laughs> you know what? Good one. I, so a guy oh, oh. taught me how to rip a phone book in half once, like a big phone book. I probably bet it on that because not too many people know you can rip those in half. I probably bet it on phone book. I'd go down to the bar and get people drunk and all liquored up and start ripping phone books. <laughs> Should we build a wall? <laughs> oh yeah, we should definitely go there. That's nice that you found that one randomly in there that wasn't in there before. That was good, right? Um, all right, last one, last one here. Are your parents just completely disappointed with your career choice? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, not yet, anyway. But if I get shit out by a grizzly and eaten, they'll probably might be a little bit unhappy. Aaron, thanks oh, for man, joining us, man. It. We appreciate it, awesome. and. Uh, Everybody check him out online. There's, a, well, there's different different things to check out, though. There the is. Yeah, tell us. Tell we'll us. Yeah, where, where you should want they us go? To we'll put the links in. There. Tell everybody. Oh, good lord! Well, my <laughs> and Instagram. Spell it, by the way. <laughs> my all right. Yeah. My uh, my Instagram. It's Aaron A R O N underscore Snyder. Um, you can also find me at uh, Kafaru. So it's K I F A R U underscore I N T L. Uh, Day six gear. Um, Kafaru Cast, the podcast Kafaru Cast. That's K I F A R U C A S T. And then, as arrogant as this sounds, you can just Google Aaron Snyder, and there's a bunch of crap that pops up. Is that um, we, we, nobody part. wants to watch that stuff, though? Do they? <laughs> <laughs> I have the blow feeling. up dolls pop up. <laughs> that was pre Google days. That's okay. <laughs> Aaron, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Stick around. We're going to do a quick picture with you. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll see you guys next time. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the 8-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.